Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 178 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Scattered Storm. The song was called Eon Flux, and it's off their debut EP, Oblivion, coming out July 9th. Courtesy of Blood Blast Distribution, which of course is powered by Nuclear Blast. These guys are a band that formed back in 2019 uh, from El Paso, Texas. Features ex-members of Pissing Razors. Now, either you hear the name Pissing Razors and you're like, oh, cool. Or you're like, oh, no thanks. But I think in this case, I went, oh, cool. And I do like what I heard uh, from Scattered Storm on this song. So if you're interested in hearing more, like I said, be on the lookout for their debut EP, Oblivion, due out July 9th. Okay, so what's happening on this episode of the podcast? Well... I'm happy to tell you I have an interview with Jeff Yancey of Love is Red. Love is Red? Yeah, Love is Red, the band from back in the early 2000s that had that one uh, one record on Stillborn Records, The Hardest Fight. You remember that? I do. I remember it very well. I was a big fan of this band, and it uh, turns out I still am. Uh, they were gone, but now they're back. Uh, for how long? I don't know. We'll see. But we're going to talk all about that, and Jeff's going to fill us in on how this happened, and where they're coming from, and why they're doing it, and all the good stuff. All the stuff that you've been begging to know. Uh, I got the answers. Well, I don't got the answers. I got the answers for you. How about that? And I'm going to let you hear them. But first, Hot Zone. Yeah, what's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious Hot Zone. Back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Getting It Out podcast? I said, oh, shit, I got to write a rap first, don't I? They said, no, you don't got to write a rap first. Hello, everyone, and happy belated Father's Day. I hope you didn't go on social media and read happy Father's Day posts because uh, they're usually pretty awful. They usually go something like this. Happy Father's Day to all the dads that actually have a hand in raising their kids and aren't just sperm donors. Or, or they, they uh, capitalize fathers, you know, because so, so we know what they mean. Um, this is this is, I've seen this my whole life, and it's always been very odd. As someone who didn't necessarily have a great relationship or doesn't necessarily have a great relationship with his dad, I don't understand this uh, this animosity, this spitefulness that other people feel the need to post about on uh, social media. It's <laughs> and then I think there's this whole qualifying situation. Like it's only it's only Happy Father's Day if you met my qualifications. So um, we could do that, but I'm suggesting if we do that, then we start making qualifying statements regarding all of the holidays. Like Christmas will will only be for people who actually believe in Christ. And Mother's Day uh, will, will, obviously Mother's Day has to have the same set of standards as Father's Day. So sorry, dog moms, you're out. You you don't get to celebrate anymore. Um, Happy Easter, but only if you believe in Christ and that he came back from the dead. 
Um, enough with the bunny and the egg shit. We can't do that anymore. And you know what? No, no more fireworks on 4th of July. Unless you wave that flag 24-7 and know all the words to uh, a particular Toby Keith song, uh, I don't think you're allowed to celebrate 4th of July anymore. Um, I'm all for saying fuck you to the deadbeat dads out there, but for Father's Day, it just seems like everyone gets on their, their ridiculous soapbox and tells us <laughs> and like really really n- zeroes in on who should be celebrating this holiday. It's, but I, I got to tell you, I get annoyed the same way as people... As people who uh, like shame people for having a barbecue on Memorial Day, like you're not honoring the soldiers correctly, unless you're unless you're honoring the soldiers as you have uh, your barbecue, then uh, you shouldn't get to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> you got to do it correctly. So um, I'm I'm taking back happy holiday, happy any holidays to anybody. Uh, you're not allowed to enjoy them anymore. Uh, you don't deserve it, and maybe you do, but you know. Well, we're just going to make blanket statements. None of you deserve these holidays. Um, so so let's move on with our week. And we'll start that by doing an interview with a fellow father himself, Jeff Yancey of Love is Red. I was a big Love is Red fan when they were out and uh, popping. Uh, we talked about that a little bit. I caught them on an early tour and picked up their demo. And when they came back around now, I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. They were going to play Furnace Fest last year. And then that got, of course, postponed. And then I was surprised when out popped a new EP, Darkness is Waiting, which is now on Bandcamp. You can go find that. Um, but we're going to talk all about that. But before we do that, let's play a song from Darkness is Waiting. This one is called Shallow Graves. Check it out.
Hey, what's going on? I can. You hear? You sound great. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm um, in an office in my in our carriage house back behind my house, so uh, not sure how the service is back here. <laughs> a carriage house? That's very fancy. Yeah, it's the. Uh, I live in Richmond, Virginia, and we have uh, very old houses that have like these weird, like kind of garages. I don't know. It's weird. It's interesting. You said you're in Richmond because I was hoping. Yeah. I was hoping you would say you're in Florence, um, even though because I, I know that's the that's the roots of of Love Is Red, right? It is. It is. So, well, that's where my stepdaughter is right now. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. she's visiting her friend. No, she's visiting her friend who moved from here from Lancaster, PA, to uh, to Florence, Indian Springs. I want to say is the name of the area. Does that sound right? Do you know? Uh, maybe I'm I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, so there's. No members of Love is Red currently live in Florence. But that's anymore. where it starts, right? It is where it started. So they all started now. I think maybe Kinsman, the original bass player, might be the only one left there. Uh, and he's never there. He's like doing some crazy, uh, some like DJ tour stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we all, they all moved to Nashville where most of us were living at the time. And, uh, now we're everywhere in this country. Like Roger is in Seattle. Hunter is in Detroit or Ann Arbor, I guess. I'm in Richmond, Virginia, and Kyle and Adam are back in Nashville. So no, Al- no they, Alabama residents at this point. None. None. All right. So because I feel, they I feel made like it out. <laughs> I feel like recently I've been talking to, or I mean, like over the last year. I feel like I've been talking to a lot of people from, first of all, a lot of people from Tennessee, um, specifically Nashville. Uh, but, but then there's been like random Arkansas. Uh, the guy I was talking to from Georgia last week is actually from Arkansas. And whatever, there's somebody from Alabama. And, and I want to say maybe I was talking to, uh, I forget his name, from uh, Yalcha. And we were talking, Love is Red came up as an Alabama band. And, uh, but, but I guess it's not really true at this point. Can't claim it yeah, anymore. Not anymore. So, yeah, not since, like, I don't know, 2002, 2001, <laughs> very early on. So, That's pretty early, yeah. All right. Uh, I would say we we're more we're more of a Nashville band than anyone, anywhere, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and now, uh, I mean, we're just everywhere. So, <laughs> well, uh, good. Well, we moved on. Well, back then, and by the way, we're pretty much started here. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, um Back back then, when you when you say two thousand one, two thousand two, I think that's when Love Is Red first comes on my radar because I believe that's when I caught you guys on tour with with Honor. Does that sound like the right time period? Uh, was that Embrace the Day with Honor tour? No, the only other bands I can think of that I remember being on the flyer were Paid in Blood, which is not a band I remember at all. Oh yeah, yeah, they were from Atlanta, yeah. So, um, and that was actually. I think that With Honor just played one show on that tour. And that's where we kind of met those guys. Uh, we were on tour with Paid and Blood from Atlanta, who members went on to um, be in Instilled. I don't know if you're... Yeah, I know Instilled, yeah. And, so, and then, um, which also went on to be like Foundation. Right, right. Uh, some right. of those guys. So um, that was Paid and Blood. That was 2000. Uh, I think early 2003. Okay, that would make sense because I was still in high school and I graduated 2003, so that would have that would have uh, that would have been close. Um, but that's funny yeah. that that was that was the only tour 
the only that was that wasn't a tour with with honor that just happened to be a show i always thought that was a tour back then it was a random place well, we, in pennsylvania yeah a few months later we did end up doing a u.s tour with with honor and embrace today nice yeah, okay the edge okay. across the tour uh, the edge across america tour so but yeah those guys were great they just announced that they're doing a reunion show as well or like a show in connecticut with honor that's so, the, so they're just copying you guys then right yeah that's that's what we can say motherfuckers yeah i know <laughs> what the hell all right so jeff well first i i, I should i should have said this at the beginning but thanks for uh thanks for letting me reschedule this for you with you um and this this works for me now and uh, you've been you've been super accommodating with this so i appreciate that oh thanks for having us yeah thanks for having course. me yeah anytime well cool. like i like i said um when when this one came across, I was like, hell yeah, love it. Because I've been, I've been watching, I've been following like you guys' Instagram. Once I saw you uh, were playing um, Furnace Fest, I was like, what well, is this? You know, I, I, I guess I, I guess I saw it evolve in actual real time because it was just originally going to be a show, right? Yeah, it's kind of weird how it came out. I mean, when Furnace Fest got announced, some of us were just had just recently started this like I don't know, a group text just with some of our friends and we kind of just started talking about things and then i guess uh, hunter our singer used to help book furnace fest i think he did 2002 furnace fest and booked most of the festival for them so they were friends and some people were hitting them up about trying to get us to play and he hit him up and um some of some of the guys were pretty reluctant to do it and uh at first, I was, and uh, then Avell actually said that they were going to play, and I was like, "I'm in." <laughs> but of That's course, they're not yeah. playing now. And then it kind of blossomed from there. We we wanted to play a Nashville show if we were going to be there, our hometown show. So we started working on that, and uh, that became a even crazier show than uh, Furnace Fest. Sold out in less than two days. We weren't expecting that, and uh, yeah, and then things just kind of blossomed from there, just out of a kind of joke text. Well, that's that and, you're uh, referring to the that that terror comeback kid misery signal show, right? Yeah, which is funny because so, that's that, that's very uh, that's very uh, your time period too, right? And all those guys were friends of ours, and uh, we toured with Figure Four um, for a tour. We did a tour with Misery Signals and. And uh, bury your dead. So some of the guys kept in touch with them. And when we decided to do a Nashville show, Comeback Kid was actually going to be playing a different show in Nashville. And we came up with this idea to just add the, add them onto our show and move it to a bigger location and just make it a party. Yeah. And, and uh, <clears throat> Terror was touring across the U.S. with the other bands, Dare. Uh, one step closer and drain and we hit them up and like hey come play the show and they were all about it and then i wanted to bring a friend some friends from richmond uh mad hell yeah they're awesome i hit those guys up and i was like hey come play it and they're like fuck yeah and yeah so i'm i'm really stoked i I think i'm more excited about that show than the festival (laughs) Well, I I, and then, I like that you said yeah. that because, and sorry to interrupt you, because that 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 particular show, like you mentioned, um, it incorporates a few different bands from a couple different. I don't, I don't be a little dramatic and say eras, but 
you have, like mm-hmm. you said, mutually assured destruction, who's relative, pretty damn new band, um, despite what they, you know, despite having a seven inch and ten inch out there. But that shit's great. You have, uh, yeah. like you said, uh, Terror, who who are going to go down as legends of you know the genre, and then you, you mix it up a little bit with Misery Signals. You got you guys in there. You got Comeback Kid, uh, Drain, right? Or was it Dare? Sorry, which one is it? Dare or Drain? Both of them. Both of them. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah, and then both, and then. Both. And then you throw in Hollywood too, who I only vaguely remember yeah. Hollywood, but I know that's a Nashville oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, they were friends of ours in Nashville. They, um, when we played a show, we did a kind of a one-off, supposed to be a final, official final show reunion show in 2010, and they had been broken up too. And uh, they were always friends of ours, and uh, we they they jumped on that and played that show as well. So. Um, yeah, they wanted to do it this time as well, and uh, so we brought them on. They were kind of in that suicide file sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember them. Yeah. I remember seeing them on a tour with like sinking ships or something, and uh, okay, yeah. in in whatever I guess it would be mid to late two thousands. At the cha- we used to have this great venue in uh, Central Pennsylvania called the Champion Championship. Um, not the oh, same yeah. one. Not the same one. I remember seeing uh, Love Is Red at. Love Is Red was at the Wire, but okay. Championship. Uh, was was this great venue we had here for so long i'm not sure if you're familiar with it um but but it was all constant especially during that area constantly uh seeing bands from all over but but so i think we get i think we got a little ahead of ourselves here with uh with talking about love is red and what you guys are doing right now um but for for first of all i've I've been instructed to call you um not call you by your name jeff i've been told i'm supposed to call you yucky um, Yucky Yancey, does that sound right? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Roger said that, huh? I don't know who said it, but, you know, I just, I just got instructions, yeah. so. Uh. Yeah. Uh, you can call me whatever. <laughs> no. no. <That> was- <laughs> we'll stick with Jeff. But, uh, so, uh, so. My, my, most people call me Yancey. That's yeah. my last name. All my friends do. So, um, but, yeah, that, I don't, that's a joke of uh, Roger's. Uh, well, I will give nobody credit. I just say I thought of it on my own. But anyway, the you where have where have you been uh, as far as musically since the last time Love Was Red was around? And I guess you, you mentioned you did that show that was supposed to be a final show in 2010. Since 2010, what have you been involved in personally? Since 2010, or well, since the band broke. Uh, well, my timeline is kind of weird, but go, so give me whatever timeline you want. Yeah. Uh-huh. I played bass. I never recorded with them, but I played bass on a few tours with uh, Brace War from Richmond. Okay, I can see that and seven inch from where I sit. The first one, I see it right there on my shelf. It's the, it's a, an odd I facing think it still out. Holds up. Yeah, it does. I played played it recently. That must be why it's sitting like that. That's funny. Uh, yeah, so I did a few tours with them. I feel like we played Championship. Oh, several times. If you're and, in Brace War, you play there all the and, time. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I played what was supposed to be an ongoing thing with Cast Aside. Played bass on one show. We ended up just not doing it anymore, and then <laughs> people moved on with their lives from that. Right. Was, uh, in Richmond. And uh, then I started touring, touring with bands for a while. Uh, I just started roading with uh, that band Throwdown from Orange County. Sure, yeah. And, uh, and Soil Work from Sweden. And that was my life for a few years, and then uh, uh, kind of gave it up. Got what were you doing tour manager stuff? I, kid. I was uh, 
with, I was doing merch and and uh, a little teching. Gotcha. So just what whatever was needed. So it's been a couple of years with Throwdown. In the later years, uh, did Warp Tour a couple of years, and then uh, a Machine Head tour with them, which was freaking awesome. Hell yeah, Machine Head! Machine Head! I love Machine Head so much, and I could probably go on for a while about how they don't get enough credit from like every genre. Every genre owes a little something to Machine Head, and uh, and they took a little something from every genre too. And uh, yeah. I, I love I love that fucking band. Anyway, we don't need to go off on Machine Head, but um, so. So at some point you guys, like you mentioned, you guys do uh, that that reunion. Um, but you were kind of in music. But you, you mentioned you got married. And you got, did you did you yourself uh, like? And I don't mean this in a negative way because I, I say it about myself. Kind of drop out of hardcore and just being a part, an active member of the scene. As far as playing music, yeah. But I mean, I'm still, I still I still support go shows, buy records, all that um stuff so still have the same friends hang out uh i mean not on the scale as i did when i was a kid right i right. mean when i was younger obviously i have my son's six years old and that's been uh the most rewarding and most challenging thing <laughs> of my life um but no i i mean i don't travel yeah as much anymore but yeah i mean i also went to europe with down to nothing um and like I don't know, well, you, you, you lucked out by being in one of the hotbeds yeah. too. I mean, Richmond is well known as being oh, yeah. as being one of the you know the, the I'd say currently one of the best places in the United States for sure. Oh yeah, still. I mean, like I moved here in uh, 2006 and never looked back. Uh, it was just always kind of the second home. Uh, all, a lot of my friends were here, and and uh, yeah, the the shows here are still insane and uh hardcore is still very much very much alive here so a, a lot of younger bands that are, have come up through here have been it's been really fun watching them grow and kind of take over this this little thing we have so but yeah i mean i still definitely support that stuff um don't play as much though right this right. would be the first actually since we started, uh, since we announced these shows uh, as the first time I picked up a bass, since I think uh, uh, the last time I did a brace war tour in like 2013 or something, 2012. <laughs> That's so, almost a decade. A That's pretty good. Did it did it come back like you hoped it would, or was it was it tougher than you thought? Um, a little bit. I had to relearn a few things, but I it I still got it. I, my my job is to jump around on stage a lot. Act like an idiot. Right, you got to keep that anyway, energy up. So That's our, <laughs> I'm the bass player. Our 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 bass stuff is not super crazy, so uh, it's pretty easy. You know, the when, so. I, when I, the only well, all right. So I recorded two records, and the the first one that I recorded, the thing that took long the first time was the bass because our bassist just would not be he would not be boxed in. He would not play the root notes, and it became uh-huh. it became this giant argument. Uh, <laughs> Between the guitar player, the guitar players, and the bassists, about how they were trying to box him in and just make him play the the root notes, and I'll never forget it. And uh, that's all I can think about anytime anybody talks about playing bass is that you just supposed to play the root notes and be the energy guy. And you sounds like that's what you're doing. That's right. <laughs> I don't need any of that other stuff. So yeah, I mean the other stuff's good. I mean, like a band like Trapped Under Ice or something that that 
is really bass driven. And even Brace Warrior had a lot of bass driven stuff that um, a lot of those songs were written on the bass and then translated to guitar. Yeah. So I had to, um, they weren't necessarily hard songs, but I, I had to concentrate more on that stuff. But other stuff I can just run around. Probably not anymore. I don't know. I'm getting old. <laughs> That's all right. You, so. you know, it doesn't. Everybody's got, especially now. Everybody's got the built-in uh, COVID excuse at this point. So you can go out there and be flat. Oh, yeah. you, you know, you can be flat or you can be wild, and you, it's either. And you can blame COVID on either one. You can you can yeah. suck. It doesn't matter. Everybody's got it now. It's a built-in. Right. So when That's did the, right. this went from? This went from you guys were going to play a fest last year to now you're playing this uh, really cool uh, show. Uh, well, I guess it was called a show, a pre-show. And uh, and but then you also decided to record a new EP that I I didn't see that coming until you guys started posting pictures from the studio. Where where the fuck did that come from? Uh, that was that was another thing. Roger was he lives in Seattle and he's been recording and doing music uh, ever, the whole time. He's got some metal bands and all kinds of bands, uh, and he just sent us some songs he's like hey i'm in the studio with this new band that i'm doing and uh have these songs we should do an ep and sent them to some of us and we listened to them gave him some feedback and uh uh hunter wanted more mosh and uh we want and i wanted more of the punk stuff that's my thing it's like the fast melodic punk stuff and um he tweaked a little bit and sent it to us and we just kept doing that for a while and then uh he went back in the studio and was like well hey here it is <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's do it and then everybody kind of did their part and we decided to bring like kinsman back uh to do some stuff uh rob the original singer to do some stuff and it just kind of came and we we're like we're not an act a really an active band we'll just have everybody we want to play on it and do things and it actually turned out to be uh, my favorite thing that the band has ever done. Well, that's very I, cool. Who, who 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 would you say is actually in the band at this point, or is it just the way it is? It's kind of a kind of a community at this point, where it's just whoever we want to be. I think. Well, well, on the EP, we just wanted to kind of do that since it's not really an active band. But the uh, but the band is the final lineup, the hardest fight uh, lineup. It's me, Hunter, Roger, Adam, and Kyle. So, um, but yeah, that that is. But we consider everyone that's ever touched the, you know, yeah, been in the band a, a part of it, integral part. But the guys that are playing the shows and everything, and if we if we ever did anything else, um, are those are the those five guys? Gotcha. gotcha. Um, okay. So, yeah. Um, Adam and Kyle were a little bit of a harder sell to to do it. Um, was it Adam's a pro fisher? A pro? I don't know what you call those guys? A fisherman? He fishes, yeah, um, angler maybe. An yeah, angler, he competes in all these tournaments and sponsored by these like weird um, hooks and boats and stuff. <laughs> so I love how awkwardly you're explaining sure he this. <laughs> What's that? I love how awkwardly you're explaining explaining a pro fisherman, um, an ang- yeah. an angler. Uh, sounds like Angle? a guy who's good at triangles. I think so. Uh, <laughs> and then Kyle, know. he he just he owns a kickboxing gym in Nashville that's pretty successful, and um, 
so we weren't sure that they, either one of them were going to be able to do it. We were going to have some friends do it or not do it at all. So, but they're both down 100% in, and uh, so that's that's the band. So. That's that's awesome. The the uh, that that the hardest fight. I love that record. I but I liked it. I I, I gotta say I. I came along, well, I guess like I told you, I came along or discovered you guys back on tour when you were on tour in early 2000s, so, which is weird to say now because it's not like I found, I, I didn't even, it was, that, that like predates MySpace, right? I didn't even find you on MySpace or any of that stuff. It was back when you would actually just find a band by going to see some random fucking band on a flyer, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I remember picking up the Love is Red demo that I still have. Uh, it's a Dixie Hardcore on, oh, yeah. and it came with it's just a, a folded up eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper with some lyrics on the inside. Most of those songs, I think, maybe all of them, I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Ended up being on the hardest fight, and then that was it. Uh, I think so. And then I think the, so. I think we changed them up a little bit. Yeah, but, I think yeah. they sounded different. But that, but that, but my point is, they, they, there was the songs on that demo. There was the songs on the hardest fight. I got to see you guys a couple times touring. I want to say maybe since the flood or something like that. Um, a tour with them. Um, I don't know. I don't remember exactly. But then, uh, then it seemed like you guys just disappeared. What happened to the band back then? Um. Yeah, we did. I mean, I know you did plenty. I'm saying from my perspective. Shit load <laughs> back then, and um, I just kind of we uh, some people were starting to get a little burnt out. I mean, we were on the road 10 months out of the year for a few years straight and uh, pretty young. And and uh, it's kind of like one of those families where you just start fighting all the time. You're cramped in a van. Um, a couple of the guys just uh, were, um, I don't didn't get along too well. And then right. um, we, I think the final tour we did was with Hatebreed and Agnostic Front, which was incredible i mean every show is at like house of blues and it was huge and uh but it, at the same time myself included uh we're not really into that style of touring on that caliber where it was 20 foot barricades if we touched the other band's gear or if someone stage diving touched one of the other band's gear they would we would be kicked off the tour and dealing with that stuff it was it wasn't um it wasn't really what i wanted um granted i wasn't about to quit we had just got we got had just signed a record a record deal with century media actually right before we broke up oh really and uh yeah then uh we were starting to write for that and then um yeah things just fell apart and uh i ended up moving to chicago chasing after a girl that didn't work out and hunter Ended up doing his thing in Atlanta, and yeah, then that's everybody moved to moved away, and the band just became way too hard to do with people live back then with people living on opposite sides of the country, and uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Kind of what what year would that have been? That was two thousand five. So we did that. We did two the we did the two heavyweights of hardcore tours. The the one in 2004 and 2005 with Hey Breed. The second one was like Agnostic Front, Diecast, and I can't remember who else in us. And um, that was January of 2005. And yeah, so it's kind of short lived, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It was. It was. 
<laughs> that's, what it was. That, no, that's um, kind of that's kind of my point. Is that it, it seemed short lived, and I guess it was, and I think it seemed even more so because we weren't fucking with the internet now then like yeah. we are now. Like it was just like it was like what well, Love Is a Red was on everything, and now they're just not here anymore. And then you never heard anything. Yeah. Like it was just like the hardest fight happened, and I felt fortunate that I had the demo. And that was that was it, you know. And uh, so, so yeah, we I had huge stuff coming up too. And, and yeah, well, how, just, tell me about the Century Media thing. Don't don't they like once you sign that shit? That once you, like so when you come back now, they're not like, hey, you owe us. No, no. Uh, well, it was actually it was it was it was Century Media Abacus. Uh, oh, okay, and that's like gone. And and that's gone. Yeah, and it's been um, fifteen years. Uh, I mean. I don't think that they haven't. Watch them. They're lurking. Us. They're lurking with their calculators. So yeah, they're like, wait, this man that <laughs> sold. Uh, yeah, they didn't do anything for. They weren't going to do anything for us. No way. <laughs> uh, who knows? But um, and actually, a very close friend of ours was working there at the time, and he's the one that uh, kind of hooked inked that deal for us. So I talked to him, and he was. I mean, it was cool. We hadn't taken any money from them or anything so right right not really anything they could do so um what sucked was <clears throat> right before agnostic front had had called hunter and offered us a like a six-week bus tour doing festivals and stuff in europe with them and um we were young and none of us had passports and it was literally we had two weeks to get ready for the show <laughs> or for the tour <laughs> and uh I couldn't do that now as a full-blown, like, responsible adult. I couldn't do that. Yeah, I was broke as shit. I couldn't do that. I was like, <laughs> man, I want to, but I can't afford a plane ticket. We had no merch over there. We had no, I mean, Stillborn didn't have any distribution over there. It would have been cool. I mean, I can't imagine, like, you know, that band's enormous over there, but we were just too young and dumb and broke. Didn't know what we were doing. So, um, and then that was it. Who made does when you say Agnostic Front calls Hunter just for my own imagination? Is that like Vinny Stigma on the phone? Is Roger, Roger, the Rogers doing doing the actual business for the band. He caught he caught him. Was, That's awesome. It's crazy. I was like, holy shit, we've got to do this. <laughs> yeah. wanted, and uh, yeah, I just couldn't work work that one out. And then all of a sudden, Romeo's fly, and then we break up, and yeah, that's that. So that was that, but that's that's back then. So now we're talking 16 years ago, right? Something like that, 15, yeah. 16 years ago. And then now you're back. You're going to play a couple of shows, at least a couple. Um, and you have this new EP, which I don't think we mentioned. is called Darkness is Waiting, right? Yeah. And initially, as soon as I loaded up this Bandcamp page to check out these songs, the artwork was a, a pretty obvious and if it's not intentional, I don't know how the fuck anybody didn't notice this, but this is obvious. Um, <laughs> obviously, has to do with the last record, right? Or, or it's yeah. yeah. Like so, what's so? Tell me about that. Tell me about the 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 artwork from the hardest fight to the artwork on Darkness as well. Well, the the Darkness Awaiting EP. Uh, my friend Jason Mazzola from Richmond, uh, count me out fame. Uh, he did the artwork and we were talking and the whole premise of this is we're we're actually i don't know if this has ever been released but we're releasing the vinyl version of the hardest fight for the first time 
Oh, that's very cool. And this EP is going to be on the B side or on the second side of the of that. So we wanted. I talked to Jason, and we wanted to um, change the artwork up, but make it to where it was still the hardest fight, you know. Right. And so he, we were sending back ideas, and he came up with that, and like, this is sick. Let's do it. And uh, so that's what it was. It is the hardest fight uh, continuation. So uh, that vinyl is supposed to be out, uh, I think, in August or September. It's at the pressing plant right now. So, um, And we're only doing a limited quantity of those, uh, and it's for the shows, basically. I think we'll do some online stuff as well. but uh, Yeah, you should because yeah. I'm not going to those shows. But, <laughs> but the, I'll save you one. There you go. But the, uh, the that the, that that's very cool. Is that is that uh is that through a label or are you guys just doing this on your own? Uh, we're actually we decided to do it on our own. Uh, this label over and out recording yeah, sure. out of Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Um, he helped us out a lot on it actually, and was it may end up doing a second press. Uh, kind of been talking to him about that, but. He had hit us up, wanted to put it out, and we had already fun- funded everything. So uh, we decided to just go ahead and, and release it ourselves. And then anything that doesn't sell, he'll destroy it, and then may do another, a different version or something online. So yeah, we decided just to do it ourselves. It's not like we're a really super active band, right? And just didn't want to be tied to any label. And we figured we could recoup. <laughs> any any money that we spend on it through doing it ourselves so that's true and no, that's it's very uh, cool and uh that that cool. that guy uh what's his, is his name brendan maybe brandon yeah yeah he's so he's i've noticed uh that label doing a doing a lot of reissues from that era not necessarily that yeah. era but you know and and i think it's a it's a cool look. I saw him just put something up the other day from a band called Let It Die who I didn't think anybody gave a shit about the band Let It Die but um but anyway, there's a. I, I appreciate what's what's happening there, and like this, this is this is one of those records from the hardest fight is one of those records from that era where I think we were all buying CDs at the time, and uh, I think I think there's a lot of shit in there that never got a, a, an actual vinyl treatment. That it'll be cool. Yeah, it sucked because we we wanted to do vinyl, but you know we were on we were on stillborn. Still yeah, they're not uh, doing it. <laughs> they put it out, and at that time, Jamie was just didn't want to do any vinyl anymore at all no you can't play vinyl on active rock radio sorry that's a, right <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, you know you know what i'm saying but uh the uh yeah but the, i don't think anything on stillborn back then was was getting released on on record you had to be a, that early push button warfare or candaria that stuff that was out in stillborn right. records right um but uh so so this so that's that's very cool to hear that this is that the CP is part of a reissue of the hardest fight. I had no idea about any of that, and uh, that answers a lot of the questions I was going to say about it, or ask you about a, a running theme between the two. Is there is there anything that's a running theme between the EP and that record other than the artwork? Because because to me the the set you guys kind of I listened to the I listened to the hardest fight today and then the then darkness is waiting. And it almost sounds the same. Not, I don't mean the writing. I mean, like, the production almost sounds the same. I listened to two different things, all right? So give me a break. It's not, I'm not saying it's exact. But it, it flowed pretty well. Is, is yeah, any of this intentional? 
Um, I mean, we try we try to make it not sound like a, just a shitty new demo, you know. Um, but the, I mean, the hardest fight was recorded at a professional, like big ass studio in uh, in Birmingham, Synchro Mesh Studios, and that guy did like production on like Creed Records or something. And then um, yeah, we just got lucky and wanted to wanted this to sound good as well. And it's funny because it was recorded in like four different studios, some in Richmond, some in Birmingham or Alabama, some in Seattle, and some in Detroit. And then uh, I think the Derek, who was the main engineer, uh, I don't know, he did his work up in Seattle and made it sound sick. And yeah, I was, I was, I thought the same thing. I was surprised how good it turned out. And uh, then Brad Boatwright, did his magic on it audio siege right the audio siege and i'm we're all huge fans of everything that that dude has touched pretty much um for master Dry, everything that he's been a part of and so we were stoked when he agreed to master this and and he made it sound kind of evil but in a melodic way and and good well, Brad, Brad, Brad Boatwright and Audio Seeds for Masters Rise, that's that's pretty local now, right? Well, I guess, I guess I don't know. You guys, it's hard to say anything's local for Love is Red. Well, yeah, I mean, he's up in Portland now at, or in that area. Well, he's local to the Seattle guy then. So, you got, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. 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 Uh, no, that guy, that, my point being is that it's, it's like that guy, guys like him, but specifically him, have their hand on so many records. And I understand this is mastering usually. But I don't know how yeah. I don't like how how fucking quickly does he turn these things around that he's able to like have his fingerprint on everything like that. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean he yeah, he did this in a couple of weeks. I was I was surprised because he's a, I think the audio season is pretty sought after. Yeah, but maybe this whole COVID thing um, slowed recording down. I don't know, and he maybe it freed some time up. But was was recording at all a challenge? A challenge for you personally? No, because I have a friend and that has a studio here, Sam Dyerly, and uh, oh, the the the, uh, the the home of Forum of Passion podcast. Yes, yes, exactly. I, I I talked to him in Ace for an episode. Um, nice, so, yeah. yeah, I love I love love those guys. So, uh, all those guys, Sam rules though, and uh, yeah. So no, I mean this uh, this whole thing just we, we there was no time restraints or anything. Other than we just wanted it out before these shows, so there was no pressure, so everything was just easy. <laughs> Do you feel like, um, in a way, well, all right, I'll say this for myself first. So if you were to say it, it doesn't sound as bad. I have totally benefited from the pandemic in like several yeah. in several different ways. It seems like um, Love Is Red has benefited for that. I don't know about you personally, but do you feel like it's it's made this reunion more fun and added just added a whole nother layer to it that you weren't going to do otherwise. I think so. I mean, uh, again, like you, I, I feel weird saying it, but I've had, had it pretty good. Yeah. This whole like, time. Likewise. I, yeah. I, I haven't worked from home or anything. I've been out in, in the field in my job. Well, I have. We, and we never shut down. They just told me today that we're going to start transitioning. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I'm like a spoiled yeah. brat about it. Like this is the greatest thing ever. Why would we end this? But I have to accept it, you know. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I never got to experience that. Oh, it's uh, amazing. More of a more of a blue collar style field that I'm in, but um, my, we we've never shut down. But our company grew and grew and grew during this, and uh, you know, I I definitely got some benefits out of it. Yeah, yeah. But my wife, she's about to have to go. I think that they may start possibly. They're talking about transitioning back as well to her office and uh, at least a couple of days a week. But, um, yeah, I mean, we have definitely, other than, you know, uh, child care for a little bit, when yeah. the school is closing down. Right, other yeah. than that, it's been pretty good. But Love is Red is uh, also, yeah, I mean, I don't think the shows would be as hyped if it weren't for this and this EP. I don't know. People may or may not have cared. You know, I think people have been searching for something, some sort of happiness. And uh, even though the lyrics are pretty damn dark on this. Um, yeah, an excessive use of the F word, which, of course, I'm fine with. But uh, yeah, but <laughs> but but I was yeah. re- reading the lyrics. And I was like, he like it's spelled out fucking like every fourth word. Yeah. Which. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Yeah. That's that's another change from the hardest fight where there's like no cuss words on it. Um, yeah, I think that. um uh, you know, it, there was some depression in the lyrics, like in the lyrics, and just the whole year with the social injustices. Well, that's been going on for many, many years, but you know, it reached a peak in the sure yeah. in the last year, and then with the COVID stuff, and just in the the punk and metal and hardcore world, all the all the losses in that um, really inspired a lot of the the lyrics on this on this EP. And, uh, yeah, it took it to a dark place. But, um, yeah, definitely a lot of the word fucked. <laughs> well, how do you, how do you Turn feel? it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to – my kids can't listen to Love is Red anymore. I'm just kidding. I would never put it through that. But um, the, the – uh, how, how do you feel like um, – I guess this might – this question, I don't know. You, so you you've you've stayed involved in, in hardcore for the most part, but how do you feel that that hardcore has changed in the time that Love Is Red was around to now? Like, I know that's that's that could be loaded or not, I guess, depending on your opinion. But how do you feel like things have shifted? Uh, like, there's obviously sounds that 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 have come and gone. You oh know, yeah, it, it goes in circles, but but. There's like I guess I'll set this up a little more. Like to me, there's like a um, I don't I don't even know how to explain it correctly. Maybe I can't set it up more. But it's it's to me it's just so different from from the early 2000s to now. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't feel like the same thing at all. The music might sound similar. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely changed in ways. Uh, definitely, uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened in the early 2000s you would not get away with now. That's for sure. For sure. I mean, yeah. It's very, it's very, it's more, I guess it's back to more active and, uh, um, do you feel it's changed for the better? Quote unquote safe at, in some ways. Sure. Okay. I, I, I think the acceptance is, or the perceived acceptance is, uh, is better for a lot of people, but, um, there's also not the, as much of the danger aspect that was a little bit of the fun part. Yeah, yeah I agree. Totally. Not that it was a good, necessarily a good part, but um, but it was also a, kind of fun sometimes. Yeah, but like you hey, if, you, it, yeah. if you take like two things like from that era, like if you take if you tell me that 
we can't have bands anymore like Nothing Personal, Pit Boss, Backhand, um, or whatever, like One Life Crew. I am totally cool with that as long as we keep get to keep the, <laughs> the violent part. And I don't even mean that like right. in a tough guy way, just as in a like fun way. <laughs> like if, if we have to get rid of all this other like bad shit that was happening there, and we can keep we can keep the the kind of uh, danger that was with it. That's cool. I'm I'm willing to make that trade. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. Uh, there was definitely some sketchy, sketchy stuff back in, back in the day. Oh, dude, I read some lyrics from some CDs that I have and I cringe. And these are, yeah. and, and you, you know, you were around them. These are the guys that were beating up the racist guys too, but they were saying just, just right. like, like worse shit. shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. so, it's so ridiculous. And, and, <laughs> yeah. And, and just hanging out, you know, like these guys were, the same people that are very outspoken were saying the shit that they were outspoken against, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's a good thing. People should change and grow and learn. For sure, yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a, there's a. I don't there, know. It's still it's still fun though. Absolutely, I, I totally agree. There's a, there's a little there's a little uh, and uh, maybe it's just uh, you know I don't I don't want to say uh, like old man kind of syndrome, but there's a little bit like where I look at it I'm like ah oh, man, you want some some more, and I, I gotta hate I hate even I hate even saying it because it doesn't sound right, it doesn't sound the way I want it to mean, but I hate that there's like there's not the edge to it that used to be there, like um, right. It's I, I don't I don't even know what that means, but I think you understand what I mean. Like it doesn't exist. Like, I, like it's it's pretty soft, but it's, the music still yeah, sounds good. Like it still sounds good. Yeah. It's just it's just it's just very light handed. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it's so is so now that you guys are doing the CP and playing these shows, and I know you mentioned it's not really a a, a full time thing at all. But how? What is the intention here? How far do you go with it from here? Uh. Well, there's nothing planned at the moment outside of the stuff. I, I guess, I mean, we're all friends again. Yeah. There's a time where we weren't. And so it's kind of like if something cool that we were into came came up, we would do it. But there's no, we're not, this is not a, a full-time thing. It's just we're going to have fun with our friends. And uh, that's it for now. But who knows? We'll see what comes up. Right. I know people ask for stuff and uh yeah nothing's nothing's planned right now i think that you know especially with kyle he's he's super slam busy with his gym i think he just became the owner of it and they just built a second one and uh yeah we'll see i don't know that's That's all all i know is we're playing these two shows and there's three of us that talk the most and uh, basically us three are making a lot of the decisions on everything. And, uh, I don't know, a co- a, a, one of those guys wants it to be like a thing. He's like, let's go to Europe. Let's do this, this, this. And, um, there's nothing planned like that right now. We're That's fair fun. enough. I, I imagine trying to make plans for the future right now in any band is a pain in right. the ass, especially one that's, uh, that's just doing some reunion shit at the moment. Um, so, so I can't blame right. you for that. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to make a career out of it. We never were. I mean, we're we all have careers, and you know, we're just having fun. We're not trying to make like do anything crazy. Um, but we'll see. Who knows? 
What what do you think now with all this hindsight you got and all this experience you have from touring with all sorts of other different bands and all sorts of different other capacities? What do you wish you would have done differently the first time around with Love Is Real? I wish any of us had business sense at that time <laughs> to make it work. Uh, and there's a few tours that uh, we I don't know I could have done without, but <laughs> what, uh, and it really just I you know I wish we had gone to Europe with agnostic front yeah there's some decisions like that maybe uh label decisions and uh um that's the biggest thing just wish we knew we were a little bit smarter and i was very broke back then i didn't have a job (laughs) i was living off of 25 cents little debbie snacks and and bags of cheetos you know yeah what's Uh, the go-to little debbie back then it was like star crunch oh star crunch is good uh, but that's yeah. that, I feel like as an adult that would hurt my teeth. You know? Oh yeah, like, I haven't had one of those probably since two thousand four. But then that, that, I say that out loud, and then I'm, I, I'm about, I was about to say, but oatmeal cream pie would probably be my number one. But that would probably hurt my teeth too. I feel like everything would hurt my teeth. Every little Debbie. Yeah, those those were good. Now I just I cringe at the thought of any of that stuff. <laughs> just like a, a uh, pie of like sugar. The little Debbie thing. Of course, now they're like a dollar fifty or something. They're like. <laughs> not a quarter anymore so not even worth it but um that was literally i ate that and like spaghetti like we lived off of a couple dollars a day like five dollar per diems you know yeah and that was my my money i had no nothing <laughs> wish i was smarter about that but like going on tour on, like, on vacation time yeah yeah. I, yeah I mean that was it that was the best part you know i didn't care about about making money at then i was seeing doing things for free and meeting people everywhere and playing really shitty shows and playing really cool shows and that was all i thought i was ever going to do for the rest of my life and then i became an adult a little bit <laughs> got some responsibility um but yeah man i wish we knew what we were doing or had guidance we made some dumb decisions and uh well that's i feel like i mean as you know, of course, that's that's everybody. So you're certainly yeah. not not alone oh, yeah. on that one. Every, I don't think I, I don't think anybody's knocked it out of the park. Like, yeah, all these young bands, I feel like know what they're doing now. Maybe it's just easier. Like they're making so much money on the road and just living the life. But maybe I, maybe their parents are you, helping them. Who well, knows? you you know one thing that I've noticed and I just noticed it, uh, pretty recently, and it should have been pretty obvious for a little while though, is that a lot of these uh, up and coming hardcore bands that kind of break it big and get and uh, get the wind behind them and are doing doing fantastic and and I and I mean that in a good way good for them is that they're being helped by people who were in the hardcore scene or still are but have been are at elevated positions now like within these labels right. I've seen it on a couple of different instances where it's like oh all right well there's a couple guys in on this label here and they're going to get you signed to that and they're going to get you and that just being there gets you this and this and and all it takes is that that in you know the the way it's always been. This is the way it's always been yeah. in hardcore. Is it's not who you are. It's who you know, of course. Right. <laughs> and and once there's a little person infiltrated infiltrated the system here, you know, then that one can bring up the next one. And I I don't know that that exactly existed back when you guys were on the come up. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, but it seems um, to be prevalent now. You just didn't maybe know. It did but like back then, uh, like if you were from Tennessee. Like, you didn't get as much, like, Nashville back in the early 2000s and in the 90s. 
And we had uh, we had awesome bands and all growing up through my teenage life, I was going to uh, shows at and but Nashville never got that respect on the map or it was just like one of those cities. If you're a band from there, you had to work really hard to like prove yourself. Right. Um, unless you're like, you know, country or whatever, some other thing. But I don't think anyone takes a band from at that time from a hardcore band. I'm like, what the hell is this? The only the only hardcore band I can remember from, <laughs> the only hardcore band I can remember from back then that people taken seriously from Tennessee was Clenched Fist, and maybe that's even yeah. early for them. But but uh, but yeah the the but anyway but 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 that's something that I that I and I brought it up earlier in our conversation, but I, that I find so interesting now is that I feel like almost every time I talk to somebody now, when we're talking about hardcore or, or any not even just hardcore. I mean, the last few episodes I've done have been all kind of all over the place as far as heavy music goes and it feels like it's just that that area and all right so as a i understand this also as a as a person from the union i'll say it uh the from from pennsylvania from the north i guess i can call that the whatever um like i consider this you know i've got my geography is terrible so i think everybody's all like like all you guys in the southern states are (laughs) are so close to each other i think like richmond's right next to tennessee and uh, that's yeah. then and, and Leeds. I said Leeds. Why did I say Leeds? I said Leeds because Charles Barkley's from Leeds, and that's my idol. And that's the first thing I think about when I talk, talk about Alabama. But anyway, my point is, I I, I I put you guys all in this little area, and it's not true. Um, but anyway, there's so much shit coming out from there, and it's so consistent right now oh, yeah. that that it's that's really impressive. And and maybe I'm late to recognizing it, or maybe I'm right on time. But it seems like the the area is flooding with new bands right now. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Uh, I mean, there were, we had like teen idols who were, were like a fat records band back then, but um, more, more punk stuff. But yeah, now it's, it seems like there's members of everyone that lives in Nashville. It's yeah. just a crazy <laughs> city now though. I don't know. My, all my family lives there and I go every few years and it's a big city. It's bigger city every time I visit, and uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird going back. It's going to be weird in September when I'm there. So I haven't been since my son was two. So um, it'd be cool to well, see how that scene is now. It and, sounds it sounds like it's thriving, and it sounds like it's ready for it. And I think that's yeah. a good that's a good place for us. We kind of came full circle here and talking about that. That that's a good place for us to probably wrap it up here. Is that you? You are coming. You're officially coming back. Your official first show. What's the date for that? That is. September 23rd. September 23rd, and that's with Terror, Comeback Kid, Misery Signals, Drain, Mutually Assured Destruction, Hollywood, Dare, I think, as well. And that's already Dare. sold yep. the fuck out, right, though? that's Nobody else yeah, is getting it. it sold yeah. out in, like, 36 hours. I, I, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> well, that, so. then, like, two, two days later, you're doing Furnace Fest. I know everybody was looking yeah. forward to Furnace Fest before um, last year when it was, you know, uh, yeah. basically, basically the nostalgia fest for a lot of people but uh i think now yeah. it's, it's kind of mute, mutated into something else um but you're playing what, yeah it's a, bigger a couple days later on that one yeah we're playing sunday it's like with kill switch engage i think um yeah face to face is on it which i'm really excited about on sunday i think turnstile is playing sunday which is like the ba- biggest band on the planet uh <laughs> yeah yeah it's like we're, we're playing the the heavy heavy day I think he breeds on that day, so it'll be fun. That I'm 
I'm really excited. It'll be fun. It's just going to be fun seeing people I haven't seen since the early 2000s, really. Because a lot of those bands that we were touring with at the time, like With Honor, and you know, they lasted a couple more years, but then they all broke up at the same time. And sure. And uh, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of a lot of those guys, so it'll be cool. Well, that's but, awesome. I hope it's as I hope it's as successful as you anticipate. I think it will be. Obviously, if it's getting that close to to being sold out, it might as well be. Um, the yeah. Let's let's plug that EP one more time. Darkness is waiting. It's at this point only. Of, this will be out on Monday, so I think still a Monday. It's only available on Bandcamp, right? Right now, and then in July we'll we'll be putting it on all the streaming services. Well, don't tell them that. Um, don't tell them that. It's only ever going to be available on Bandcamp. On Bandcamp. <laughs> edit that out. You got yeah. the beat button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then in, uh, in the fall, yeah, it'll be on the uh, add on vinyl. So. Awesome. Well, I guess we already... And, we, and a yeah. very limited cassette tape. Oh. Did you ever consider yeah. maybe just making those blank? I don't think people actually listen to them. I think you could just get away with making those blank. It's just for a collection. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I, I ask people, I'm like, hey... I need to borrow a tape player for a little bit and check this out. And uh, nobody has them, so. no. but somehow they have a crap ton of tapes. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's, yeah. that's the way it goes. But, hey, whatever. I'm all for but, people selling them. But we're not going to have any CDs, so CDs are out. Oh, it's like, it's like the, the total opposite of what it was for you guys then. Uh, I know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure Stillborn has, still has like the 5,000 CDs that got returned from the, their distribution <laughs> it might it might who knows but uh all right actually hey. he sent me like he sent me like 200 of them so did he I'm really i'm sitting in my house yeah <laughs> uh, last year when, it, when I, I was before we even thought about this putting it out on vinyl i was like hey i need some cds can i buy some he's like 20 bucks i'll send you a box full and it was like I was thinking it was going to be one sleeve, like a 25 pack. Yeah. And it was about 200 CDs. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Cool. That's, that's a so, good deal. Yeah. 20 bucks. Just a, <laughs> oh, uh, man. He had to have lost money on shipping those. <laughs> so. That's very true. All right. Well, well yeah. shit, Jeff. Th- thank you for for taking the time to have this conversation again. Thank you for being accommodating and dealing with my uh, my little shift I had to do last week. Um, oh, no, I appreciate fine, man. that. Hope the family's good and everything. So, so cool. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'll. Uh... All right. Thanks, man. Right. Take care. All right. Bye. Later.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Jeff Yancey of Love is Red. Their new EP, Darkness is Waiting, is available now on Bandcamp. The song you just heard is called So Long. It is off of that EP. Go check it out and be on the lookout for that, uh, that full reissue of The Hardest Fight, including that EP, in the near future. Pick it up at one of those shows. If you're in the South, you got no reason not to go. I mean, you might have a reason, but I don't want to hear it. Um, and if you're up here in the North like me, I'll accept any reason for not going down there. Anyway, i uh, got a lot of cool things happening here. We're getting it out in the near future. A couple cool interviews lined up, already finished and ready to go. Website's well on its way, as it should be, because it's been in progress for a year and a half, right? You know that. I know that. I've said it so many times now. Everybody knows that. You can follow me at getting it out getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast on instagram go check out the new getting it out playlist on spotify the link is in the bio on the instagram or you can just go to spotify and type in getting it out playlist and you will find that playlist there's about 20 tracks on it this week that's what i've been doing lately 20 tracks of what i think is the best new music out right now sometimes i throw in an old track but for the most part it's new stuff and there are always uh songs from upcoming guests i always keep them in there upcoming and recent guests of the podcast so if you're a little suspicious about what's to come you can look in there and find out or you can join the patreon go to patreon.com slash getting it out podcast join there and you will get a little insight on the upcoming guests as long as you sign up for this the, the the correct tier um and uh, you also get automatic entry to Getting It Out podcast uh, contests. And there are Getting It Out radio episodes that get that premiere on the Patreon, f- usually for months in advance um, to when they get put on the uh, regular feed. So a little incentive to do that. That's going to be it for this one, though. Hopefully by the time you hear this, the Philadelphia 76ers will finally beat the stupid Atlanta Hawks and have moved on to the Eastern Conference Finals against the stupid Milwaukee Bucks. But, you know, all sorts of stupid things can happen between now and then. It's 3 p.m. on Sunday, so game time doesn't start for eight for, for five hours. So who knows what could happen. And they're prone to blowing leads lately. So a dumb Atlanta Hawks team might get by. Anyway, so let's go off of that. We're just, it's all been about the South lately, and this band is from Georgia itself. I'm going to end it with a track from Dying Whale. Uh, this song is called Destroyer of Light. It's off of their Problem with Immortality EP that's coming out on Nefarious Industries on June 25th. That's this Friday, if you can't keep up. Um, been around for a little while, but uh, they're back in 2021. And uh, that's that's it. So check them out. They're kind of all over the place, hard to pin down musically, but maybe you'll like it. I hope so. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 